Welcome to the Doctority Plastic Surgery Podcast. My name is Jenna, and in this series, I'll be speaking to plastic surgery residents and giving you an inside look at what it's like to train at their institution. We'll discuss the logistics, the leadership, and the lifestyle of a plastics resident at their program. Today, I'm speaking with Dr. Leela Mundra, who's a third-year resident at the University of Colorado in Aurora, Colorado. Leela is originally from Vancouver, Canada, and she completed college and medical school at the University of Miami. Her academic interests include aesthetic and craniofacial surgery. Leela, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'd love to get started by hearing kind of a big picture overview about your program. So the University of Colorado Plastic Surgery Program is a very dynamic program. We have four main academic centers that we cover. The University of Colorado Hospital, which is our tertiary care center. And then we have the VA Children's, which is a level one trauma center, as well as Denver Health, which is, again, a level one trauma center in our county hospital. We have both an integrated as well as an independent pathway for residents to be a part of. And I really enjoy the program. I have made a ton of friends here. I have learned a considerable amount, and I love living in Denver. So I'd love to kind of have you walk me through the plastics experience you get across the first three years. So we do do general surgery, as well as surgical subspecialties, as a part of our training, and primarily in our first two years. By my third year, I've done about four months, but they are very relevant to the plastic surgery experience. And so in the first two years, we will do neurosurgery, ortho, ENT as some of our surgical subspecialties, as well as general surgery, vascular surgery, trauma and critical care. We come from a background where our leadership believes that it's important to be able to take care of our sickest patients. And I agree in that philosophy as well. And so I feel as a plastic surgery resident, very comfortable in any situation that I walk into, whether it be a consult or a patient of mine that is not doing so well. So we do have a broad clinical experience in our first couple of years and then becomes more refined to the plastic surgery experience. Do you get like two months of plastics in the first year and two months in the second year? So we're constantly changing. Because we're a newer program, we get feedback from our junior residents and then change uh, accordingly. So for myself, I had two months my first year and about four months my second year. But I believe that the interns this year have gotten three or four months their first year and then four or five months their second year. So we are refining the amount that we are getting and changing even the general surgery rotations that we do to be more specific to our plastic surgery experience and more relevant to that. So we're very open to resident feedback in that regard. And then how about the third year? In our third year, I do nine months of plastics and general surgery, but that's transplant, breast surgery, for example, that are quite relevant to what we do. What was your experience like when you were on like the general surgery or other non-plastics rotations? A wonderful experience. We have a great working relationship with our general surgeons, as well as our surgical subspecialties. 
the programs treat us like their own. And so the experiences that residents on their services get, we get because we spent a considerable amount of time with them, created these positive relationships with them. And even as consulting services on the other things of things while we're plastic surgery residents, they treat us with high regard and uh, a lot of respect. Outside the hospital, we're very close to them as well. Some of my closest friends are general surgery residents as well as ortho, ENT, neurosurgery residents. And so you mentioned there is an independent track. Um, How many residents per year does the independent track take? So we previously had two, and now we have one independent resident. And we have a really great dynamic relationship with them. We work very well with our independent residents. There's so much to learn, so much to experience from their backgrounds that we take full advantage of that. And are there any fellows at any of your sites? No. So we don't have any plastic surgery fellows. There's two hand fellows that are ortho, but they operate with orthopedics and don't affect our experience. And what's call like for you? So we take home call and home call consists of covering the four hospitals for general plastic surgery. And then respectively on university hand, university face, children's face. And we do take replant call at Denver Health when we're on service there. And so in a given week, we'll be on call one, maybe two times, just based on the number of residents that we do have, both in the independent and the integrated track. And call is very reasonable. So today I'm on call for general plastics as well as hand at the university and then children's face. We have a great relationship with our emergency rooms as well as, again, with our other surgical subspecialties. So call typically runs pretty smoothly. You may end up going between different sites when you're on call for, you know, a few different services at a time. Yes. So it is not unusual to have to go between hospitals, but the majority of our hospitals are actually in Aurora. So there's a complex at the University of Colorado that has the Children's Hospital, the VA, and the University Hospital, which are all walking distance from each other. And then about 20 minutes away is Denver Health. Is call split between like ortho or ENT or any other services? Yes. So the hand call is split with ortho at the university. Face call at the university is split between ENT and OMFS. And at Children's, the face call is split between us and ENT 50-50. Ortho takes all of the hand call at Denver Health. But we have attendings that do take call with them. And so if they're on call, we will, and they're sent to clinic, for example, we will operate on those patients. And then when we take replant call while we're on service at Denver Health, we'll operate with either the ortho or our own plastic surgery attending that's on call doing replants and revests. As third years, when we're on dedicated plastics, we start taking buddy call with our senior residents. And that's very beneficial because we have a lot of support from them if we have any questions and need to run a consult by them, for example. But our attendings are also very open, very receptive 
if you do call them and you have a question, there is always support for you. And then as fours, you start taking plastics call on your own. But again, you're always supported by the respective attending that's on call. Could you share with me a bit about the mid-level support at the different sites? So at the university, most of the attendings have their respective PA that does help with primarily in clinic and coordinating patients. They do come to the operating room to assist as needed as well. And they're a very great asset to have. They know all of our attendings specific requests and their preferences. And so they're always a great resource to have, very kind. We work very uh, synergistically with them. So at Children's, we do have one PA and we're looking to expand to potentially two at the hospital. They have their own clinics and will help with consults as needed while we're in the operating room. And if we need some extra hands in the operating room, they're available as well. At Denver Health, we do have one PA who has her own clinic as well and will assist in the operating room as needed. And at the VA, again, there's one PA. And so at our our respective sites, uh, we do have support and we have a very mutually respected relationship with them all. Is there any opportunity for elective rotations in the later years, either ones at your own institution you choose or, you know, an opportunity to visit another institution? So currently we do not have any elective rotations. We're pretty well packed (laughs) with uh, the plastic surgery rotations at the respective hospitals, but it is something that we've been looking into, especially the international global health experience. We have a, a newer attending that is quite involved with global health. Myself, that is a, a particular interest as well. And so we've been working on a way of incorporating that into our resident education. And just because of the pandemic has been put on hold, but it is something that I'm excited to be able to participate in. Currently, is there any opportunity to do like a, more of like a short-term experience? Like do any of the attendings regularly go on any kind of international outreach trips? We have one attending that does. He had two trips planned this year that got canceled, but there is a lot of interest from the attendings to be able to do that. And so when international travel is available, I'm sure that we'll see that flourish. Can you tell me a bit about the cosmetics experience, like where and when you get that? So we have a cosmetic rotation in our senior years, and it is with private plastic surgeons in our community. I have not done the rotation yet, but I've heard very wonderful things from our senior residents about their experience. And we also do have a resident clinic that in our later years, we're able to staff with an attending. Whatever cases that we do get, we'll run by the plan with our attending, book those cases and be able to, to operate. And so it's nice because that critical thinking and thought process is there from our end, but we are very well supported by our attendings. Are those specific rotations you get in the fourth, fifth, and sixth years? The cosmetic rotations, yes. In general, like how many 
months per year? Two months per year. And is there any experience with gender affirmation surgery? Yes, we have a very interesting experience with gender affirming surgery. We do top surgeries at all of our institutions, except for the VA. I haven't rotated the VA yet, so I'm not particularly sure. But at Children's Denver Health and the university, we do gender-affirming top surgeries. We have an attending who is microsurgery trained, who has recently joined our faculty, who is wonderful, does tops, bottom surgery, as well as facial feminizations. And that has been a great experience to have. We are doing respective research projects, just understanding perceptions of patient-reported outcomes. It's kind of some of the research I'm doing as well. And that's been a great experience to have. And since you brought up research, we could go into that. What's the resident research experience like, and both in terms of support and expectations? So our expectations are very reasonable. It's one published manuscript in residency, but everyone does much more than that. We are all working on projects, if not multiple projects at a time with our attendings. It is very easy to get involved in research. And I've gotten involved in research projects, just talking to an attending in the hallway about patient care and bounce some ideas off. There's a project. And uh, we're very much supported by our faculty on that as well. We do have regular research meetings about once a month about research, whether it be us presenting what we've done or the attendings presenting what they have available or some of our basic science labs presenting some of their most recent research or updates. So we are very organized and well-supported in that aspect. We do have resources through the Department of Surgery, whether it be a statistician or access to large databases such as NISCOP and NIS for our use. And how about once you're ready to present your research? We're very well supported in that aspect as well. Any research project that you've submitted that is accepted for presentation, you're available to go to. Unfortunately, they're all virtual right now, but it's always so fun to be able to go to the conferences, particularly because our attendings are really great and will also attend the major conferences. And they're always so well connected. So it's always nice to to get to meet new people along with them as well. Our program does pay for our way when we are presenting at these respective programs. And even the virtual ones, the registration fee is paid for by our program. As far as you know, is there any like limitation on the funds you're able to use for presenting at conferences? No, not to my knowledge. I haven't ever had any problems getting reimbursed. And how would you say your program manages like graduated autonomy in the OR? I think it's very appropriate. There's always cases that are a little bit more difficult than others and such like that. And so it kind of depends on the situation. But I feel that we have a very appropriate level of uh, autonomy in the operating room. I was doing micro 
with one of our senior independent residents uh, a couple of days ago and our attending was just in the room available for assistance but watching us uh, so dissected out a free fib with one of the other senior residents for a, another free flop and again the attending was retracting watching available but I think that our level of autonomy is appropriate for our PGY year and the amount of support that we get in the operating room is great. I think that there's a fine balance between having an insufficient amount and just being left alone. And I feel like we have a, an appropriate balance. And are there any other particularly awesome perks about your program you'd like to share? The residents. We are a perk. We get along very well. Both as the independents and the integrated residents, we spend considerable amount of time with each other inside and outside of the hospital. We do enjoy each other's company. We ski together. We hike together. We have just cute little picnics or dinner parties together. I, pre-COVID, particularly like to host as well. And so I think that we have a very strong bond amongst the residents, which is very important, especially when you're under a lot of stress and, and such from residency in general. Denver is a huge perk as well. Colorado is a gorgeous place to live. There's something for everyone here, whether you're a ski enthusiast or just new to skiing, whether you like hiking, whether or not you like the arts and culture, and the food scene, there's definitely something for everyone here. I come from Miami, and so it's not as big of a city, but I find that everything I need is here. Anything kind of along the lines of like, you know, benefits or a food stipend or loop funding or? So we have a resident stipend, I believe it's around $200 every year to spend on goods and we do get loops. We mostly all have elected to get three and a half loops and we do get parking at all of the facilities and we get food stipends at all the facilities as well. I've never had an issue with insufficient funds for any of that. So that's an added perk for things. Our faculty is really nice and gives us little holiday gifts, which is which is very sweet because so, they all pitch in their own personal funds for that just to show their appreciation. So that's a nice little perk as well. In what area of plastic surgery would you say that residents come out with the strongest experience in? I think that we get a very great breadth and depth in all of our fields. We have a lot of residents that do go into hand. We do do a lot of hand here, both from call as well as general practice of some of our attendings. And I think that just motivated people to do hand. But I guess if I had to say one, it would be hand. But we do a, quite a bit of micro, quite a bit of recon, general recon, craniofacial. I think you'll come out of here being able to do a cloth lip without any issues. And the cosmetic experience, Aline is our senior who's doing a cosmetic fellowship, but uh, I feel like she's had a good experience on her cosmetic rotations and has seen a, quite a breadth of 
of cases and performed a credit breadth of cases. And how would you improve your program? I don't think that there's anything in particular that I think is lacking. Facial trauma or adult facial trauma call had been previously lacking, and that was, I believe, a place where we could have improved our experience. We have started to improve that by taking face call at the university. So we're getting more experience from the adult facial trauma aspect. Other than that, I think that we have a very well-balanced program in regards to the locations that we go to, the types of cases that we see, and then a very dynamic program in the regards of the relationships between ourselves and the attendings, ourselves and other residents, both in our program and outside. Since you brought up the attendings, I'd love to hear about the program leadership, so the chief and the PD. So Dr. Mathis is a wonderful, very technically skilled surgeon, as well as um, chief of our plastic surgery program. I've always felt very comfortable going to him for anything. He's a great teacher in the operating room, very laid back, but very much an advocate for us in our education. Dr. Chong is very similarly an advocate for the residents and very receptive to our feedback, uh, whether it be on a general surgery or a plastic surgery uh, rotation, and is always looking at ways of improving things for us and um, optimizing our experience and our learning. Can you tell me about a time when you or another resident brought up an issue to the program leadership and how they responded? So the amount of plastic surgery that we do when it was my year, it was only two years as an intern. And so that was brought up by my co-resident and I and others in the program. And so now we do more. <laughs> so there was instant feedback as to how much plastic surgery we were doing in our more junior years and what rotations on general surgery that we were doing. And so that I think is a very quintessential example of how our leadership listens to us and takes active efforts to improve. And what kind of a role do residents play in department decision-making? So things like choosing new residents or hiring new faculty. So the chiefs do play a larger role than for example, the junior residents, they're involved in meeting with leadership on a regular basis to make sure that they're in the loop of things and being included in decisions and advocating for us by giving us a voice. You kind of already described the very positive resident culture and how you like to spend time together outside of work. What would be some qualities of a resident that would fit well in your program? So the qualities of a resident at our program, we are very diverse. We have residents that are married with families as well as single residents. And so we run the gamut of activities that we do do outside of the hospital together. We are all very laid back, very down to earth individuals. We love to just go to the park and have a picnic together. 
we'll go pick each other up from call like after we rounded to go ski for the day after our responsibilities are taken care of I've done that with some of the general surgery residents and the ortho residents for example we pride each other in our loyalty to each other and we've got each other's back so loyal down to earth really cool people and does your program have any experience with any international medical graduates or otherwise like non-traditional residents? So we do from our independent residents. We've had a few residents that have gone to medical school uh, in foreign countries and then have come here and completed general surgery, for example, and other residents that have gone to Other fellowships, like a burn fellowship and a hand fellowship after their general surgery training, and then have subsequently matched into our plastics independent program. Again, we've always had like a really great relationship with those independent residents. And so there's a lot to learn from their background and training. And now I'd love to hear more about the logistics of how residents live. Can you clarify in terms of like Denver, Aurora, where the sites are and where residents live? Aurora is in the more northeastern part of the Denver metro area. It's more of a suburb. It is a different city technically, but it's more of a suburb. To get across Denver from downtown to Aurora is about 20 to 30 minutes, depending on traffic. The majority of our sites are uh, at Aurora, and then Denver Health is more closer to to downtown. And so being on call is not a terrible thing. I've gone from university to Denver Health's university before. It's uh, definitely a doable drive. We live everywhere. I think that it's important to take in regards your interest outside of the hospital and where you feel more comfortable. There's suburbs that are meant for single family homes. I have a condominium. I live near a park and I run around that park in the mornings. So for me, that was important. And I don't feel that I need to live in Aurora next to the hospital. I feel that the community that I live in, I really enjoy. And I still am able to balance my commute between all the hospitals. And do most residents own or rent? We're about 50-50. So the families and some of the integrated residents have bought just because it's kind of an ideal investment after being in a respective place for six years. I bought, I have a couple of co-residents again that have bought as well. But then, for example, like the independents who are here for three years, a couple of them have bought, but some of them also rent. And renting here is not unreasonable. I think it's appropriate for Denver and our pay here. So 50-50 really. And so you mentioned there's kind of a a mix of residents being single, married, having kids, etc. How has the program supported residents who either have families or were starting a family during residency? Very well. So we've had a few residents that have had children or their spouses have had children during residency and they've been very supportive of them, whether it's taking time 
stacking up on call for them, supporting them on a day-to-day basis as well, whether it be like needing time for lactation and such like that. We all pitch in and, and do our part to try to support our residents and the leadership as well has been very uh, supportive of our residents as well. We're like our own little mini family. And is it necessary to have a car? Yes. You could bike. There's a lot of biking in Denver. I think during the winter time, you may want that car. <laughs> so I think you already mentioned some of the things that you enjoy about living in Denver. So access to the outdoors, food, arts and culture, Anything else you still wanted to add? I think it's, it's such a dynamic and interesting place. I've had days where I've gone skiing in the morning and then come back to Denver and had a picnic, like a late lunch kind of picnic in the park. And so I just think it's like a very idealistic place to, to live because residency happens six years, but I think that you should still be able to live your life and pursue interests and passions that you have outside of the hospital. And I feel like I've been able to nurture kind of that personal growth and development while still growing professionally as a resident. So I think that's everything I wanted to talk about today. Any final thoughts either on your program or on the process of choosing a residency in general? I think that it's important to, as I said, alluded to earlier, balance that dynamic between your personal growth and development as well as your professional development. I think it's important that you, and this is myself as well, while I was deciding on programs, find a place that will, will train you, of course, but where you will be able to find happiness and find a community to support you and find a place like a city that will foster those personal interests that you have as well. And do you have any like single best piece of advice for medical students when they're either like on an away rotation or during interviews? Be open-minded. There might be a program that will surprise you. I was definitely surprised by Colorado when I did come. My experience had been going up to Vail and skiing as growing up with my family. And I really did enjoy my interview here. I didn't do an away rotation, but I really did enjoy my interview and the people and exploring Denver a little bit more when I did interview here. So I think that being open-minded about programs and getting the full experience of interviewing there or doing it away there and is very important. And how can interested students find out more about your program? So we have our website, our plastic surgery residency website that's up to date. We do have a resident Instagram that you can also follow for some updates and such like that. And then I am more than happy to take emails from anyone as well. My email address is leela, L-E-E-L-A dot mundra, M-U-N-D-R-A at C-U Anschutz, A-N-S-C-H-U-T-Z dot E-D-U. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for listening to the Doctority Plastic Surgery Podcast. Never miss an episode by subscribing to our show via your favorite podcast service and following us on Instagram and Twitter. For more podcast episodes and residency information, check out our website, doctority.co. That's doctority.co. We love feedback from listeners, so please contact us through the website or through social media with your questions or suggestions. See you next time.